And a very happy Saturday to you. Dan Pizzini reporting for New Media Broadcasters, Montana at noon. Let's first take a look at the Weather Command forecast for the rest of our Saturday. Now let's take a look at the Weather Command forecast for our area. A high wind watch is in effect from Sunday morning through Sunday afternoon. And a red flag warning remains in effect from now until 8 p.m. this evening for gusty winds and low relative humidity. Rest of today is going to be breezy, mostly cloudy, haze through the day with highs 75 to 80, and southwest winds 15 to 25 miles per hour. Tonight, windy, colder, mostly cloudy, lows 35 to 40, west winds 25 to 35 miles per hour, with gusts up to around 50 miles per hour. Sunday is going to be windy, much cooler, partly cloudy, highs in the mid-50s, west winds 25 to 35 miles per hour, chance of precipitation 20%. Sunday night, breezy, partly cloudy in the evening, then mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of rain after midnight, lows 35 to 40, West winds 15 to 25 miles per hour, shifting to the southwest 10 to 15 mile per hour winds after midnight. Columbus Day is going to be mostly cloudy, chance of rain and snow in the morning, then chance of rain in the afternoon, with highs 50 to 55, and west winds 10 to 20 miles per hour, chance of precipitation 50%. Monday night, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain and snow, lows 35 to 40. Tuesday is going to be mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain, with highs 50 to 55. Tuesday night, breezy. Mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of rain and snow, lows around 35. Wednesday is going to be breezy, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain and snow, with highs 50 to 55. Meanwhile, Wednesday night and Thursday is going to be breezy, mostly clear, lows around 30, with highs 50 to 55. Thursday night, partly cloudy, lows 25 to 30. And finally, Friday is going to be mostly cloudy, with highs 50 to 55 degrees. First in local news. Blaine County reported their first COVID-19 related death on Friday. Out of respect to the family and to protect privacy, no other details will be released. Blaine County also reported nine new COVID-19 cases on Friday, while five cases met the criteria to be considered recovered. Blaine County has now reported 121 total COVID-19 cases. 77 are active, including two hospitalizations. The Haver Public School Board held an emergency meeting on Friday afternoon and decided to continue operating in their current hybrid learning model and not change the upcoming schedule for extracurricular events. This means that this coming Monday will serve as an A day, Tuesday will serve as a B day, and Wednesday will serve as a virtual learning day. As previously scheduled, there will be no school on Thursday and Friday because of educator conferences. The district is holding their next regular board meeting on Tuesday, when they will reconsider both decisions. As of Friday, 144 students and 25 staff across the district are either positive COVID-19 cases in isolation or close contacts in quarantine. This does not include families who have decided to quarantine on their own, either as a preventative measure or because of a close contact identified outside of the district. The Hill County Health Board met virtually on Friday afternoon to provide their weekly COVID-19 update. Health Director Officer Kim Larson says they have seen a significant increase in COVID-19 in the area. The active case count is well over 100, and 320 people are in quarantine because of close contact to positive cases. Larson says her department has been spread very thin, and they will be looking at public suggestions on actions that they can take to slow the spread of the virus. I love that we have a lot of community input on those. We are doing our best to try to protect Hill County, and that's the economy as well. But we also need our community to kind of step up and follow these guidelines and the mitigation efforts that are in place in order to stay open. A number of businesses in the area voluntarily closed down temporarily, which Larson says she appreciates. It's definitely helpful. Those businesses are seeing a need and doing their part to try and help and slow the spread of COVID-19 in Hill County. I appreciate what they are doing. It can be reassessed weekly and see what's going on, and I think it was a great step of them to take. 
Hill County reported 28 new COVID-19 cases on Friday. 132 cases are now active, including three hospitalizations. For more on the meeting, head to HighlineToday.com. And turning our attention to state news, Incumbent Republican U.S. Senator Steve Daines is set to face his Democrat opponent, Governor Steve Bullock, in the last debate of Montana's U.S. Senate race, a key seat that Democrats hope to win in a bid to gain control of the Senate. The debate is set to air Saturday evening on the Montana Television Network, a day after many counties in the state began mailing ballots to voters. The candidates will face questions on topics that have dominated the race, including the pandemic. President Donald Trump won Montana by 20 points in 2016, but Bullock has put the state Senate in play for the Democrats. William Perry Penley says he's still on the job as head of the nation's public lands agency. Penley tells the AP, It's not true that he's been ousted as acting director of the U.S. Bureau of Land Management. Penley is deputy director of policy and programs at the BLM. A federal court in Montana recently declared that Penley has been serving unlawfully as acting director for over a year. Penley says he disagrees with the court's decision and continues to fulfill his duties as assigned. Conservation groups have long protested what they call unconstitutional appointment of Penley to lead the BLM. Montana's Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks now has a dive team to help search for and eradicate aquatic invasive species, such as mussels and aquatic weeds. Currently, the six-member team is working to eradicate Eurasian water milfoil, a weed from Beaver Lake near Whitefish. The crews are anchoring mats to the bottom of the lake to prevent the weed from spreading. This year, the team added a specifically designed sled that can pull the top layer of silt from the bottom of the lake or a pond. The AP report the silt is then searched for mussels or other invasive species. Montana reported more than 700 new confirmed cases of COVID-19 on Friday and its top 200 deaths. Residents of the state's most populous county continue to see an increase in cases and are likely to face more restrictions starting next week to stop the spread of the virus. On Monday, Yellowstone County officials set case benchmarks, at which point the county would limit the capacity of bars, restaurants, and churches to 25%. Officials say the county has 439 cases confirmed from Monday through Thursday. If 126 more cases are confirmed Friday and Saturday, they would be reported Saturday and Sunday. The restrictions will be announced next week. A three-year-old child has been severely burned after falling into a thermal feature in Yellowstone National Park. Park officials said the child ran off a trail Friday near Midway Geyser Basin on the park's western side. The child slipped and fell into a small thermal feature. The child was flown to a burning unit at a hospital in Idaho Falls with second-degree burns to the lower body and back. Officials say they are investigating. The child's identity, condition, and whether the child was a boy or girl weren't immediately available. The child is the second person burned in the Yellowstone thermal feature this year. A woman backing up and taking photos fell into a hot spring or fumarole near Old Faithful Geyser in May. Yellowstone National Park reported that it had the most ever September visitors. The increase contrasts sharply with May when visitation rates were 90% lower compared to the same month last year. The park reported 837,000 visits in September, a rate 21% higher than September 2019, and 15.6% higher than the park's second busiest September on record in 2018, when it hosted 724,000 people. The AP reported that Yellowstone's roughly eight-week closure due to the coronavirus pandemic means total visits are still down 11% from the same time last year. U.S. wildlife officials are withdrawing proposed protections for the snow-loving wolverine. The move comes after government biologists determined the rare and elusive predator is not as threatened by climate as once thought. A prior attempt to withdraw proposed protections was blocked by a judge in Montana who pointed to evidence from government scientists that the species was, quote, squarely in the path of climate change, end quote. But officials say new research shows enough snow will persist at high elevations for wolverines to be able to build their dens in mountain snowfields. Wildlife advocates say they expect to challenge the decision in court. 
And welcome back into Montana at Noon. Let's first take a look at the funeral notices for our Saturday. Evelyn Catherine Hedstrom, 93, passed away in Great Falls, Montana on October 6, 2020. A graveside service will be held on Saturday, October 10, 2020, at 1 p.m. at the Silver Bow Cemetery in Hoagland, Montana. Virginia Olson, 84, passed away on September 17, 2020, at Northern Montana Care Center in Haver, Montana. A graveside service will be held on October 13, 2020, at 11 a.m. at Highland Cemetery in Haver, Montana. And Julianne Strauser, 64, passed away Thursday, October 1, 2020, at her home. A celebration of life service for Julie will be held at 1 p.m. Saturday, October 10, 2020, at First Lake in Beaver Creek Park. Memorials in Julie's honor may be made to the Hill County 4-H Foundation. Thanks again for joining us for Saturday's edition of Montana at Noon. Seven days a week, we are your primary news source, KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have yourself a great Saturday afternoon. Dan Pizzini, reporting for New Media Broadcasters.